Tagovailoa trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Brady's pass. It's intercepted and returned for a touchdown by Logan Ryan, the former Patriots. He's hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone, Cobb, touchdown! Unbelievable! 3-2. There it is! The Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Sonny Michelle will send the dogs home to the championship game. Steps into it, passes, caught! There's only one word that comes to mind. Greatness. Welcome back, guys, to the Red Shirt Podcast, Episode 4. Um, today, we're about a week out from baseball. So, I have my buddy Noah McGrubleyan all the way from Seal Beach, California, on with me to take a deep dive into everything around the MLB. Noah, how are you doing? I'm uh, doing pretty good today. Looking forward to hopping on here and just talking some baseball. Yeah, of course. Um, and before we get into it, I just want to say thank you for all the support. Um, with the first three episodes, it took me kind of backdated. It took me a while to work through some technical issues. I uploading a podcast a little harder than I imagined, but thank you for the support. I'd also like to say thank you to Alex Miller, um, Athlete Art on Instagram, um, as well as Noah, who I'm with today, that helped me with my logo and just making everything all nice. So just want to put that out there. But um, let's hop into it. We're gonna go. We're gonna go through our like award predictions, stat predictions, and then we'll dive into um, team predictions, postseason, World Series, all that jazz. So let's uh, let's start with uh, NL MVP Noah. Who who do you have winning it? Who do you have competing for it? Um, well, I have Christian Yelich winning the NL MVP. I just think, you know, Yelich is Yelich. He speaks for himself. He's an all. He's he's one of the best pure hitters in baseball. Uh, so I think I wouldn't say he's a consensus pick, but he's definitely one of the favorites for the NL MVP. Um, and I've got Eugenio Suarez at two. I'm really high on the Reds, and think in order for the Reds to succeed, Suarez is going to have to succeed. And I do think he will with that hitter's park that they've got in Cincinnati. So I could see him putting up some big numbers. I've got Bellinger at three. Cody Bellinger is a fantastic ball player. You know, he, he could be one. He could be the best player in baseball in a few years. I just, for some reason, I don't see Bellinger. I mean, I think the one to three gap isn't going to be that different. But I think that Bellinger just might not, I guess, hit the level that I think Yelich can hit. Four, I've got Acuna. Acuna's an all-around stud. He's a, he's a five-tool monster. He's going to be playing for contender. That's going to definitely help his case. And I just think he's going to be a really big part of the Braves. Uh, I just don't, uh, again, like Ballinger, I don't see him necessarily hitting the level of Yelich. And then five, Pete Alonso. I think Pete Alonso's bat is really going to carry him into the talks but I'm just not sure if Alonso is all around as good as Yelich, Bellinger, Acuna. 
Hence, I don't see him being able to win the MVP. Yeah, um, all those guys you mentioned were pretty viable candidates. And like you said about the difference from one to three, that's the thing. I think with just about every award and every statistic, it's going to be very close because through 60 games, you don't, you're not going to see a lot of, you know, I, you're not going to see a lot of difference in stats. Like, all these guys are going to be in the same realm. So it's just going to be a couple things that are going to put one on top of the other. So definitely Absolutely. these gaps, I think, are going to be very, very small. So um, I'll get into my NL MVP predictions. And I'll work, I'll work from 5 to 1 because I'd say my number one is pretty shocking. I, I had Noah try to guess it. Took him oh, quite, yeah. took him too long, too long. Well, not too long. It was, it, it's tough. I'll, I'll stop yammering on and I'll get into it. So at five, I have Christian Yelich. I really like Christian Yelich. I think he might be the best pure hitter behind Mike Trout. Um, I think what keeps him at five for me is that he's not on, um, I don't think the Brewers are going to make much noise. And I think um, his defense drags him down a little bit, as well as I don't know if he's gonna put up as eye popping of numbers. Like I think he's really good, but I don't know if we're gonna. I I don't know what it is. I don't think we're gonna see like a monster Christian Yelich year. So then I four out of Juan Soto, I think he's gonna have another phenomenal year. Incredible hitter. He's now you know he he's the guy on offense. He was terrific last year, but he had Rendon. So that's his team now on offense. He's gonna be he's gonna be an absolute monster. I just don't think he has quite what it takes to win an MVP this year, but he'll be hitting at an MVP caliber rate. Then for three of Ronald Acuna Jr. and for very similar reasons as you, I mean, he he's all you he he's the perfect MVP candidate. He is a five tool guy on a competing team. Those are the two biggest things. That's why that's literally well, now, that, that's Mike Trout plus a contending team. Not that Acuna is at Mike Trout's level, but the, fi- the five tools is really important. I think he just needs to cut down on strikeouts, um, work on walking a little more. And Acuna, I think he'll definitely win an MVP in the future, but not this year. Number two, I have uh, new to the National League. I have Dodgers outfielder Mookie Betts, I think. He didn't even have a bad year last year, and just because his numbers weren't eye-popping and the Red Sox underperformed, people acted like he had a really bad year and struggled, when in reality he's still a top-five player in all of baseball. So I think he's going to really show out with the Dodgers. He's going he's gonna to outplay Cody Bellinger and those guys. Um, not that I think Bellinger will have a good year, but I, I love Mookie Betts for this year. Um, you know, with the rental for the Dodgers, getting them atop the NL West and maybe all of the NL, and then my MVP pick, I might, I think I might be the only person in the world with this pick, and it is wild, but I actually have teammate of Mookie Betts, not Cody Bellinger, not a position player, but Walker Bueller, and here's why, I think. With the fact that there's gonna, it's gonna be so clumped in terms of hitters. With like I said, there's not gonna be a crazy difference in stats. Like they're all gonna be inflated because of the short season, but not a gap. 
I think an incredible pitching season could get could could garner MVP votes. And I think Walker Bueller is a big big winner in a short game in a shortened season because he's already I think people have been predicting breakout years from I mean he was great last year too, but he's he's had some injury worries and uh potential workload um concerns. But if you're playing sixty games um, let's say if he just he pitches once every five days, um, that'll be that will be twelve starts, right? And so if you go out there for twelve starts, and like here I was I was actually breaking it down earlier, which I'll get into with his ERA. If he throws like if he can get to like eighty ish innings, which is like six and a half, which would typically be large, but again twelve games, and he can put up like a sub one ERA with good strikeout numbers, I think something like that, because of prob- probably, I, I say this with hitters, there might be a massive gap, but assuming that there's not like a clear-cut guy ahead of the rest in the hitter realm, I think Walker Bueller, or really just a pitcher in general, could steal it. So that's that's probably my bold, I'll basically starting off the show with my boldest take on this MLB season, but uh... Walker Bueller, that's my guy. So, yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Let's we'll go to AL MVP Noah. Um, who are your five or so guys that you like? Well, I'll go five to one now. Um, number five, I've got Xander Bogarts. Um, I think Xander Bogarts was one of the more underrated players last year. Uh, just looking at baseline stats, you know, average isn't necessarily that good of a stat to use but i mean he hit 309 he had 33 home runs and 110 rbi those are elite level numbers and obviously you're not going to see numbers to that quantity in a short season but i think that if xander can start hot which i think he will he's going to make noise for the red sox and he can arguably be the best rep player on the red sox uh with mookie being gone i mean you have jd martinez there hope not forgetting anyone but you know he's a great hitter but i think xander can really be their star and unfortunately, they lost Chris Sale to Tommy John, I believe. So they're going to need someone to really, I guess, have as a star. And I think Xander, uh, you know, he'll be that. He'll get the attention. Uh, and I think he'll he'll have a he'll have a great season, and he'll stir some MVP hype up. Uh, and then going to number four, I've got Anthony Rendon. Uh, you know, Rendon, he's he's going to Anaheim to go. Uh, you know, play with Mike Trout and my angels. Uh, and I think he's a, he's an amazing hitter. He's, he could be, he's also one of the best hitters in the MLB. And I just think the the average to the, the average he can hit with his home runs and his, his uh, run production. Anthony Rondon is also just one of those, one of those picks that I wouldn't say a no brainer, but he's definitely just, He's up there for AL MVPs. Yeah, he's he's like he's a guy you know is gonna do well and is a safe pick to put up there. Yeah, I agree. Oh, definitely. Uh, number three, I've got. Uh, not many people like him, but I've got Alex Bregman. Uh, I think the thing with the Astros is, sure they were cheating last year and maybe in a few last year in 2018, maybe 2017. I'm not sure exactly, but ultimately they're still elite ball players and cheating or not what Alex Bregman did last year was incredible. And he was, 
some people will argue he was the MVP last year. Uh, now with the Astros controversy, probably not. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't think we haven't found anything definitive on them last year, but I still understand the outrage looking back just because you know they did cheat, so maybe they did last year. But continue. Yeah, but yeah, I mean Bregman, he's he's one of the best players in baseball. Uh, and I, I, I kind of sound like a broken record saying that with these guys, but these are the elite players of baseball. And these are the guys who you're going to see winning MVPs. And, um, you know, Bregman's up there for sure. Number two. Now, I've got Aaron Judge at number two. It was, uh, he, you know, in 2017, he won Rookie of the Year. And he, he came out of the gates flying. He, he was amazing. And he... Did he win MVP that year? I don't no, think so. Altuve stole it from him. That's the yeah, controversy. That's right. And uh, he, he had better numbers than Altuve to begin with, and then there was also the whole uh, science scaling thing. But that's a whole another conversation. Yeah. So Aaron Judge, he's he he plays right field very well. He's got an insane arm. He, he can throw it from Yankee Stadium right field to home. I mean, he's. He's an, he's very well-rounded. He's maybe not like a Trout Acuna well-rounded, but he's well-rounded in his own way. And that power that he has in that bat, he can he I mean, he could definitely be up there with home runs, uh, home runs in the shortened season. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what no. See, it's kind of hard to look at numbers exactly because we've just never seen something like this. So, like, I could say 20 home runs, but I'm not sure if that – I mean, it's kind of hard to gauge it. And then, um, so I think Aaron Judge is a very, very safe number. No, nah, maybe not safe, but he's definitely a solid number two pick. And then for my MVP, I think this is a no-brainer. Uh, it's Mike Trout. I mean, he doesn't need much, he doesn't need much explaining. He's, he's Mike Trout. <laughs> he can field an elite level. He can hit an elite level. He can run the bases at an elite level. You know, he just, he's Mike Trout. And uh, I expect Mike Trout to, yet again, be Mike Trout. And there was a little bit of question if, if he was he was even saying he was considering not playing because he's going to have his baby. His wife's going to have his baby in August. So I'm not sure exactly if he's going to take time off for that, which if he does, I totally understand. Having, having a... You know, a kid is. I mean, that's a that's your one of your biggest life events. So, if Trout were to miss some time for that, even four games, that could take his MVP run. But I still think that we're you know we're talking about Mike Trout here. He's 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 amazing. He's arguably the goat. And you know, there's just not much. I don't know. I just yeah, feel like there's it's hard, you, it'd be there, hard to there's say. no need to explain a guy like Trout. Everyone. I mean, you said it. He's he's Mike Trout. That's all that. That's all that needs to be said. But um, yeah, I'll mo- I'll hit on mine at five. I have Anthony Rendon. You had him at four, I believe. Four. Um, I like Anthony Rendon. The guy he hits. Um, he hit in Washington. He's gonna keep hitting in Anaheim. I don't think he's gonna put up. Uh, I think he'll be able to keep that production a lot because he has Trout. Otani and some good hitters around him. I think all of them are going to be successful because you can't just you can't walk one of them. It, there's no both of them are at such an elite level. There's it, it's just a pick your poison. So I think 
Tony, Tony, my guy Tony Rendon will keep it up. <laughs> uh, Tony Two Bags for those who know. Um, no, but Rendon, all he does is hit. I'm gonna put up good numbers. I just don't think it'll be at quite at the MVP level, but he'll be up there. Um, rest of my my two through four, I'd say, not necessarily like bold bold, but not not maybe not front runners. At four, I have Joey Gallo, and here's why. Joey Gallo might have the best raw power in all of baseball. Again, that's another discussion. But in a short season, we saw what he did in the first half of last year. He was great. He, I mean, he was smacking home runs. His, he was getting on base, too. He wasn't, he was hitting for, you know, a decent average. Like, we keep saying average is an important stat. But for a guy like Joey Gallo, it seemed earlier in his career, a couple years ago, he was like a three true outcome. It was strikeout, home run, or walk, you know? But I think he's becoming a little bit more of a complete player. And in the 60-game season, if he gets hot, I mean, he's going to be launching home runs. He's he's going to be towards the top of the home run leaderboard if he stays healthy. And one super underrated thing about Joey Gallo is he is a very good defender. He has a cannon for an arm. He can play all three outfield spots. He can play corner infields. Uh... I, I really like Joey Gallo, and maybe that's just the MLB The Show player I am, but <laughs> I I really like Joey Gallo, so I have him slotting in at four. At three, I have Josh Donaldson, who earlier through this quarantine, I wrote an article on some sleepers for um, all these major awards, and one of the guys I talked about in the AL was Josh Donaldson. Um, I think he just... he. He had, like, one down year, and then he's been still hitting at a very high level. Um, Well, you know, not quite up to his MVP year, but he, he's a very good hitter. When you look into some of the deeper stats, he when you think of the hardest hitters in baseball, like in terms of exit velocity, your mind probably goes to, like, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. But Josh Donaldson... He the ball just launches off of his bat. He gets crazy exit velocities. He he squares the ball up just as good as about anyone. And if you see him get he get he is a terrific guy as well. If he's getting on at a really high clip, and then you know he's blasting these home runs and doubles on a team like the Twins, he's gonna feast because the uh, similar to Rendon with Trout. All of that Minnesota offense is gonna be hitting, so oh, they're gonna be launching. Oh balls. yeah, it's gonna be it's Bomba Squad two point is gonna be even better. But and I feel like people don't remember. I mean, Josh Donaldson in Toronto, he was one of the best players in the MLB, and it's almost like people don't think about that anymore. Yeah, they feel if it, I don't know. It just fe- people feel like he's so washed up. Like here, let me let me. I just I want to pull this up for reference. It was. 2015 he won the MVP? Is that correct? I would believe so, yes. Um, here, let me... Okay, so I want to I pull up his numbers. I didn't have this pre-prepared, sue me. Um, but let me look this up. So he won MVP in 2015, right? He hit... He hit 297, 371 on base, 568 slugging, 939 OPS, right? A hit... 41 home runs and 123 RBIs. And then his next season, 2016, he honestly had 
I mean, a slight decrease, but he hit 37 home runs, 99 RBIs, hit 284, 404 on base, which was up from his MVP season, 549 slugging, 953 OPS. And he got fourth in MVP that year. I think people don't realize how incredible he was in Toronto. And then from there, even in 2017, he put together a good season where, let's see, he got 22nd in MVP. And then it was he had that weird 2018 year where uh, it was just weird. Like, he, he, he wasn't that healthy. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't healthy. He went to Cleveland for a little bit. But even while he wasn't healthy, he still got on base at a 352 uh, clip and hit eight home runs and 190 at-bats. So, no, that 2018 season was bad. But it wasn't that bad. And then with the with the Braves last year, he didn't hit for any average, but he gets on base at such a good clip. And when you, he hit 37 home runs and had 33 doubles, people, I can't take any Josh Donaldson slander. That's I've spent too much time talking on him, but I am passionate about Josh Donaldson still being quite an above average hitter. And he also has a good glove, too, at third base. So... Josh Donaldson at three. Um, two, similar to you have Aaron Judge. I don't want to spend too much time harping on that. He's like, I agree with you. You said it really well. He's like, he's not like Acuna or Trout as a five-tool player, but in his own way, he's also a five-tool player. Like, he's he's a, he's a really underrated fielder with a cannon for an arm. He can run a little bit, and he, hits, he can hit for average and power at the plate, so... I do really like Aaron Judge. I think he's a guy that most of the community um, feel that he's poised for a bounce-back year if he stays healthy. And number one, AL MVP, Mike Trout. And, I again, don't want to spend too much time talking about it, but to me, I just thought of this right now. Mike Trout is like the New England Patriots in the sense that, no, he's not hated like the New England Patriots, but he's never a bad bet. And it's like... You can't not bet on him. Because even if he ends up not winning it, or, you know, the Patriots don't end up winning the Super Bowl, you just look like an idiot if you bet against him. So, Mike Trout, AL MVP, I think. I think, you know, hate to be boring with that, that we both have that, but <laughs> best player in the sport. So, not surprising. Um, NL Cy Young, I'll let you take away. Well... For this list, I have three to one on the NL Cy Young. My number three is Mike Soroka. Uh, Mike Soroka is worse I, than Paddock. We'll get into that later. <laughs> I'm sure. um, Mike Soroka, he had a 2.68 ERA last year. Uh, Mike, he also pitched 175 innings. I mean, Mike Soroka was on the mound and he was. He, he was very good for the Braves, and I feel Soroka was underappreciated for what he was. What was he? Did he win Rookie of the Year last year? Well, no, because he, he competed with he had Pete Brian Reynolds, yeah. uh, Tatis. That's what he was in such a loaded rookie class that he got totally overlooked. And I feel like people just don't. I feel like people aren't talking about how Soroka has the chance to win win the Cy Young. And I think in a in a in a place like Atlanta, he's gonna get run support. And run support doesn't mean doesn't make you a Cy Young candidate, but he's gonna be more relaxed on the mound. And I just think the little things like that 
will really help Soroka get comfortable and really settle into his MLB career as an elite pitcher. Um, number two for my NL Cy Young is your MVP pick, Walker Bueller. I'm not going to talk about him too much because you got into him, but uh, he just he's fantastic. He's one of the he's he's going to be one of the best pitchers in, in baseball for a long time, and we're you know I think in the coming years he's going to be a consensus Cy Young. He's he's very good, and uh, he just. He's hard to hit. It's as simple as that. And um, my NL Cy Young is Max Scherzer. Um, Max Scherzer has been very good for many years, and I expect that to continue. Um, the thing about Scherzer where I might have a little bit of a doubt is he will have to face. He'll have to face the Mets. He'll have to face the Yankees. He's. He's not going to have a cakewalk, but I think that if Scherzer can shut... I mean, we're going to see Scherzer versus Cole, what, next Wednesday? Next Thursday? Uh, let's see. Uh, we're going to see the next Thursday. It's what, the 23rd? So, yeah, Thursday. Next Thursday. We're, we're Less than a week out. Six days. And, and we'll get to see, you know... I think that game right there will let us know whether or not Scherzer can perform at a signing level this year. And I think that Scherzer... I mean, he's. I feel like you. You also have to say much about Max Scherzer. I think when we're talking about these elite MVP Cy Young guys, you know, they speak for themselves. They're fantastic, and they're they're the best players we see. So, I've got Max Scherzer winning the NL Cy Young, but don't sleep on Mike Soroka. I think Mike Soroka can have a fantastic year. Yeah. Um. So for me, I have five guys listed, and honestly. This might have been harder than putting together my MVP list because there's so many pitchers, specifically in the National League, that I love. Like, I omitted. I didn't have Steven Strasburg up on this list. Um, That was one guy that was really hard for me to leave off, but regardless. Five, I have Jack Flaherty. I really like Jack Flaherty. I think he's incredibly talented, and at, towards the beginning of um his career with the Cardinals, he was a bit more shaky. But then we saw what he did in the second half of the season last year, which he was nothing short of spectacular, uh, which is why I really like him for a 60-game season because that's essentially the stretch that he went on. So if he can – I don't know if he's going to be able to replicate that exactly, but if he's if he can do some version of that, I would not at all be surprised to see him either higher on this list, like top three, or even winning it. So – Jack Flaherty. Then I have Sonny Gray of the Cincinnati Reds. I think this goes kind of with how you liked uh, Eugenio Suarez um, for the MVP. I like Sonny Gray for the NL Cy Young because I'm super high on this Reds team. And I think you could pick. I I like him. I like Castillo. Don't love Bauer as much. But um, the point remains that I am a big fan of Sonny Gray. And I think he's finally in a terrific spot for him where he can be successful, um, just pitch. He um, he doesn't have to deal with those expectations, you know, with that whole saga in New York. Um, he's settled down, and I think he's ready to have another great year, which people really, you got to look back to see that he had a phenomenal year last year as well. So um, I think he's up there. Three, I have the reigning Cy Young and 
Currently, I'd say he's pro- he's the best pitcher in baseball. I'd take him over Cole. And that's Jacob DeGrom. Him not winning this isn't a knock on him. I'd still, even after this year, probably consider him the best pitcher in baseball. But uh, I just don't see him taking the award home. I think there, there's not even like a great reason behind it. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't think he's gonna put up the best numbers. But you know what you're getting with Jacob Degrom. He he's he's filthy. He can blow that fastball by you. Has dirty, has dirty secondary pitches. He's he's up there. He, I just I don't see him winning the award. Two, I have your pick, which is Max Scherzer. Ter- absolutely terrific. Um. We're. I think at some point we're gonna see regression, but until he shows it, I'm not. I'm not worried about Max Scherzer. Uh. So you know, it's Ma- it's Mad Max. He's he's arguably the scariest guy to go up against in all of baseball. I expect that conti- to continue. And the guy that stands in the way of him winning the NL Cy Young is the man I earlier discussed, Walker Bueller. So no need to get back into that. Um, A.L. Cy Young, shoot. Um, well, again, I have a three to one on this one. And, um, my number three is Shane Bieber. Um, I think Shane Bieber, he's, he's kind of almost like Mike Soroka. He's going into what will be his third year. Uh, although I think he was also technically a rookie last year. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. I'm not sure. But. What I do know is Shane Bieber had a great year last year, and he, I mean, he had a 3.2 ERA. ERA, it, it's its a very simple baseball stat. The thing I like about Shane Bieber, and he had two complete game shutouts last year. That's not, I, I think, a guy who can do that twice, it shows a lot. And, and someone who I think, I guess, was a rookie last year, for a rookie to have two complete game shutouts, I mean, that's not easy to have a two, uh, two complete game shutouts. And he also had a one uh, whip. So I think that he he's um, – I mean, he's not – I wouldn't say he's a better player than Blake Snell, but I think, like, he can perform better than Blake Snell and others. So I'll have him at three. I think he could, he could turn some heads. Um, and then number two, I think number one and number two are interchangeable. I think – they're they're def- they're definitely the best AL pitchers. At two, I've got Garrett Cole. Um, I think Garrett Cole might be a better pure pitcher than Justin Verlander, but Garrett Cole going to New York, he could he could have a tough I wouldn't say a tough adjustment, but he he might not be as settled I guess you can say. And I mean Yankee Stadium is not it's not an easy place to pitch. You know, you've got the. 330-foot right field or whatever it is, and, you know... A foot for just, almost every single million dollars he got from his deal. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, I just think that Derek Cole, uh, uh, he, again, he's, he's got to play just like um, Scherzer and Soroka and stuff. I mean, he's going to have to face Pete Alonso. He's going to have to face Ronald Acuna. He's going to have to face these elite bats, and it's not that he's, you know... It's not that I don't think he can win those matchups. It's just he's go, he's going to have to face that, and that's not easy. Um, yeah, it's a contrast to Bieber, who gets the central. Mm-hmm. And then my AL Cy Young pick is Justin Verlander. Uh, you know, 
I think just like Scherzer, Justin Verlander could start showing regression soon. But until until then, like you said, with Scherzer, I mean, he's a safe pick. Yeah, he's, I mean, to quote to quote Giraffe Nick Mark, uh, he ages like a fine wine. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Justin Verlander, I mean, he, he's good. I don't feel like rambling on about Justin Verlander. He's Justin Verlander. Yep. Um. So for me, also, I'll I'll hit on this in a second. But AL Cy Young, I have five guys listed. I keep being extra about this, but I just love that baseball is coming back. That I did as much as possible. So, so at five, I have Charlie Morton, one of the most underappreciated pitchers in all of baseball. He's just gone out there and been so solid. He's been, you know, you have Blake Snell on, or uh, not on, um, a part of that rotation. Um, and I feel like he's he's a bigger name, and he won the he won the Cy Young. So people just look past the fact that Charlie Morton has been so stable, and he's actually a very good strikeout pitcher. Like I, because he's older, people I don't know don't associate him as such a strikeout pitcher, but he totally is. Um, last three years, I mean. He's been good, and last he's getting be- better every year. Since um, 2015, his ERA has gone down every single year, and it's been by a sizable margin. Um, All-star the past two years. He ended up being third in Cy Young last year, which is another thing that people overlook. So I have him at five. Um, I have your pick, Justin Verlander, at four. I think Verlander is great, but with he. Him giving up so many home runs, I think in a short season, that'll inflate his ERA a little bit because he puts up these elite whips. He strikes guys out at an incredible rate. But I think some of those home run woes are going to inflate his ERA a little bit. Um, That mixed with a little bit of natural regression, I have him at four. Um, Three, I have another guy who I wrote about um, in a while ago in my Dark Horses um, for the stats along with Josh Donaldson, which make sure to check that out. Maybe I'll link that in the description. But that will be that will be Tyler Glasnow, also of the Tampa Bay Rays. He um when he was healthy last year he, he had a season cut short, but he, he was he was terrific to watch. And former pretty highly touted prospect, I believe, a part of that um awful trade where the uh, what was it? Archer for him and Meadows. Absolutely awful. Um, but when you're looking at his numbers, he, he had a 178 ERA in 12 starts last year. Um, obviously, really small sample size, but he has he has a terrific fastball. And his secondary pitches, he has... I was looking at his spin rate, I feel like, when I was writing that article. And he has really good... Spin rate and his peripherals are good. He's a young pitcher that's I think is on the come up, so I I think he can totally compete for it. Then at two, I also have Garrett Cole. Uh, I think he's gonna be terrific. I just don't have him taking home the award because I mean Yankee Stadium, it'll inflate it a little bit, but uh, it being his ERA and maybe even WHIP. Um, ultimately, who I have taking home the award is Shane Bieber getting to face the Central Division. And I looked it up. He, he started 20 games as a, uh, in 2018. But still, as a very young pitcher who he was fourth in Cy Young last year, he had a 3-2 ADRA, 
um, had a whip um, right around one through 214 innings. He he's just so so good, um, and it just Cleveland just churns out starting pitching. Um, you got you had Kluber, um, you have him, you have you had Bauer, uh, Clevenger. I really like Shane Bieber for this year. Um, so yeah, he's my uh, he's my AL Cy Young pick. Then from here we have we have our rookie of the years, and then we have some stat leaders. We'll probably run through that a little faster than our than the main awards of MVP and Cy Young. So I'll let you um, Noah take over for NL Rookie of the Year. Well, so the thing for me, I'll say this now is my I'm not too I don't well I don't know prospects too well, so. In all honesty, these lists were kind of based on some things I read and looked at on odds. So this isn't necessarily completely my opinion. More so, I just needed to state something. So I'll be very brief. And uh, at number three, I've got Mackenzie Gore for NL Rookie of the Year. I don't know even if Gore is necessarily going to be able to... uh, I don't know if he'll how many innings he'll get in the Padres rotation, if he'll get any. I mean, you would know that probably better than me. But um, I know he's got a funky windup. And, I mean, like I said, I don't know too much about these guys. And uh, at number two, I've got uh, Key Boom. The other thing is, again, I just kind of fall flat on my knowledge here with these guys. And then number one, I've got Dylan Carlson. I know Dylan Carlson is, uh, you know, he's a switch hitter. He's, I think he's a five tool. So, he's got some speed on him, I think. So, that's kind of my, uh, I guess you could say, pick. Yeah. I get it. I mean, it's definitely tough. And one thing about rookie, like, it's always hard to forecast how much guys are going to play their rookie season. But especially this year, with the expanded rosters for a little bit, maybe some guys will be up. But at the same time, if you're competing, you might not want to, you know, be throwing that young guy out there. But at the same time, with no minor league season, you got to get him time. It, it's all it's all a weird jumble. Um, at three, similar to you, I have Mackenzie Gore. Um, if he has consistent playing time, getting those innings in the starting rotation, I think he can win it. But I don't know about that. I think the Padres would probably use him more as a swing starter with limited innings, and that's if he makes the club outright. I th- I think he'll be on the club at some point, but he won't. I don't think he'll get the innings to be able um to to win rookie of the year although he is the best pitching prospect in baseball i will fight anyone on that and is a future star <laughs> uh two i have gavin lux who i think is definitely the favorite to win the award i think he's going to be good and and it, for his career i think he's going to be a phenomenal middle infielder i could just see him struggling a little bit of the you know at the plate and also uh the dodgers are deep enough where he they can kind of mix and match um, and he might not, you know, be playing every single day. And then my winner as well, Dylan Carlson. He's like, he might not be guaranteed a spot, but uh, I think the Cardinals outfield pretty weak. I think if he gets that playing time, he'll play well. Switch hitter um, has, you know, a good, uh, good pure hitter with some pop, solid defender with a little bit of speed. Uh, I like Dylan Carlson, so. Some, and like I said, it um, neither of us, I think, are as dedicated on some of these prospects. Like, I know Padre prospect, 
prospects really well. And I know these guys, but it's hard to forecast uh, the Rookie of the Year award. So, AL, take it, take it away, Noah. All right, well, at number three for AL Rookie of the Year, I've got Joe Adele. Uh, Joe Adele is a little bit of a different story for me. I know a lot about Joe Adele. Joe Adele, the reason why I have him at number three is the Angels outfield is just very good. And I'm just not sure the Angels would want to put him over Brian Goodwin to start the year. Uh, I mean, you've got Trout, you've got Goodwin, you've got Upton. I'm just not sure the Angels necessarily want to take that step with Adele yet, and they might want to let him develop. So the thing about Adele is if he does get this playing time, he is a he is a five-tool player. He has he can hit the ball to any side of the field. He's got very good speed. He's got a very good glove. Uh, I don't think he'd be playing center field because, you know, there's someone a little more important than him in center M- field. Mike T, is that his name? Yeah, I think so. So, you know, I don't think he'll – he's more of a center fielder, but, well, maybe, I don't know. But he'll probably play right for the Angels, that's my guess. And if Joe Adele does get the playing time, I think Joe Adele can definitely win rookie of the year. But the big concern is playing. Uh, number two, I've got Jesus Lazardo. Uh, you know, he's he's a lefty arm. He's phenomenal. Uh, I, I can't say much about him, but I just know the basics. I know he's a lefty arm. He's phenomenal. And number one, I've got Luis... Is it, it's Robert, right? Yeah, I think it's Robert. Yeah, Robert. I got Luis Robert. Luis Robert... He's he's got power. He's got he's got an amazing swing. The one thing I've seen about Robert is his swing is beautiful, and he's also probably he he probably has the most hype out of these rookie guys. He's, I would say that uh, at yeah. least that's my. I'd say he's the favorite. Yeah. So I think. I mean, that that's kind of what I've got to say about them. I'm not going to ramble on about something I don't know. Yeah, I have the same three in a slightly different order. I do have Joe Dell at number three. Um, you hit on him. Terrific player. Um, not sure about his consistent playing time, but he can hit. Um, he can he can play good defense. I think there might be a little bit of a learning curve for Adele at the major league level. But once he finds once he gets a little bit of playing time and finds his groove, he's a he's a terrific hitter and one of the best. Um, I think he'll develop into one of the better young players in baseball. At two, I have Luis Robert. And you're right, he has, he has such a satisfying swing. Um, great power. Um, you know, good overall hitter that can, you know, play probably, not probably, he can play all three outfield spots. Um, and one thing about Robert that is really safe about him um, is that he already inked that extension, which means there's no question that he'll be on the team. Um, so that's Luis Robert, and my pick is Jesus Lizardo. He is just disgusting. He is absolutely disgusting. When he came, uh, in relief for that wild card game with the A's, they, they didn't end up winning, but phenomenal. He's, he's so good. I think he's gonna, he's gonna take over the American League really early. Um, and with the shortened season, that works to his advantage in terms of workload. They can use him more often and not have to worry about the effects who um, when he's had some arm issues. So that's that's our Rookie of the Year picks. I think that's definitely neither of our top um, skill sets. But now we'll get into some stats. 
Um, I I have so I have some numbers associated with it, but I might not. Um, I might not put them up. If you don't mind, no, I'm gonna start with the area though. Uh, going five to one. I have Sunny Gray. Um, at uh one three one. Um, we won't, we don't have to really dive into them anymore. You kind of get the vibe. Then I have Bieber, who uh will win the Cy Young Award. Um, at one two seven. I have Morton at one two two. I have Scherzer at one ten, and then Bueller with this phenomenal season. I have at uh zero point nine little little zero point nine zero ERA for the young guy. Um, for my ERAs, most most of these lists for me are three to one now, and I didn't exactly pinpoint my numbers. Yeah, it's but, it's hard to forecast. Yeah, so I've got uh. Bueller at three, you know, you you said enough about Bueller. He's great. Uh, I got Soroka at two. I talked about how I'm really high on Soroka. And then my, I've got my NL Cy Young at number one, Max Scherzer. Uh, I just imagine Scherzer's going to have a fantastic year. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, Whip. I have Scherzer um, at five with a 0-9-1. Verlander at 0-9-0. Verlander, I think... I mean, he's typically the king of whip, but in that shortened season, giving him some more home runs, I could see it a little higher than usual, or him not necessarily being at the top. I have Cole at uh, 0.88, um, Bieber at 0.84, and DeGrom at 0.79. Um, so, uh, for whip, I've got Bueller at 3. Uh, I've got Verlander at 2, and... Uh, or, I'm sorry, I've got Sturzer at two, and I've got uh, Verlander at one. Yeah. Um, saves, which this is really hard to gauge in a short season, but I have Kirby Yates at 20, mainly being that Kirby Yates had an incredible volume last year despite us being bad because we never blew any teams out. So in almost all of our wins, it felt like he had to come come in. Then 21, I have Roberto Osuna, which is more of him being a good pitcher on a good team. Um, he'll get a lot of opportunities with the Astros. Then I have Hayter at 23. Similar to Yates, I think they're gonna, the Brewers are going to have to employ Hayter a lot. Um, for saves, again, I don't have necessarily a specific number. But for three, I've got Bryce Alaglacius. Uh, I, I just... My thought process on saves was the teams that are going to be winning the most games in my eyes are going to get the going to need to get the most saves. So this is really unique and kind of hard because like it's just kind of hard to say who. But I've got Iglesias at three. He, I mean he's he's, he's a good reliever. Really, he's solid. He's pretty locked down. Uh, number two, I've got Will Smith. Again, same strategy. I think. The Braves are going to be winning a lot of games, so they're probably going to have a lot of two to three run games that they need to shut down. And Will Smith is fantastic, probably one of the best closers in baseball. Yeah, I don't think people realize how good Will Smith last year was, and as a lefty reliever, he's really good. And uh, my number one in saves is Roldis Chapman, uh, purely just because I think the Yankees are going to be winning the most games out of anyone, and Roldis Chapman. He's flamethrower. He's hard to hit. He's rolled as Chapman. Yeah. My one thing about Chapman 
is um, if he only misses a couple games at the beginning of the year, it'll be fine. But he does have corona, so that's just something yep. to look at. Um, but I think overall it won't affect him too much. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure Lazardo just got over. This is uh, true. That is also true. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll go to average. Um, another hard thing to predict in 60 games, but I'll go five or technically six to one. Um, at fifth, I have a tie between Jeff McNeil and fan favorite, our king, David Fletcher, with a 346 <laughs> average. And, okay, obviously, like, I, we all love David Fletcher because of the meme, but I do really think he's a he's a great contact hitter that will be able to put up uh, a number like that. Then I have Yelich at 352, Acuna at 356, Trout at 358, and then Mookie Betts at... 367. Uh, for average, I've got Nelson Cruz at five. And I think the thing with Nelson Cruz is people don't, he, he's not an average hitter. He's, it's as simple as that. He's not an average hitter, uh, batting average hitter, I say. Uh, I mean, um, but Nelson Cruz, I have a feeling he's going to be, he's going to be ripping the ball. And I think that it's just going to be one of those weird situations with Nelson Cruz is going to be one of the best average hitters in baseball. That's just, I, I just have a weird feeling. I can't really explain it in, in depth, but I just, it's kind of one of those feeling picks. Number four, I've got David Fletcher. I think David Fletcher, he's more of a, uh, I wouldn't say stereotypical, but he's, he's more of your typical contact hitter, football and play. I mean, He's David Fletcher in my eyes. <laughs> so, don't know David Fletcher as well as I know David Fletcher, but uh, yeah, I think he'll he'll probably hit somewhere around the three forty, three fifty range. It's hard to forecast numbers. Uh, and for three, I've got Christian Yelich, my MVP pick. Uh, my thought process is: if you're going to be winning MVP, you don't necessarily have to be hitting for an insane average. But I think in this scenario, he's going to have have a good average. Uh, number two, Mike Trout. Uh, I guess some people could argue Mike Trout might not have that good of an average in, a, in something like this. I don't know why people would say, I don't know why people would say that, but I guess he's maybe not a super. Well, when he's getting like walked a lot, like he only he only hit two eighty two, but he had like a four hundred on base. That is true, and I Mike Trout. Yeah, he he's probably more so a better candidate for a higher on-base percentage. But but, but I, non- nonetheless. And and I think with Rendon, you know, I'm not going to get into it extensively, but, you know, you're going to have to pitch to someone. And then number one, I've got Xander Bogarts. I, I talked about him earlier. Uh, underrated. He's, he's a good pure hitter. And uh, I just, I've got him at number one. I just think he's he's gonna have a good contact here and probably maybe put up a little bit of power, but he'll be really solid. Yeah. Um. Here, let's try to run through these a little bit quicker. I want to get to our team predictions, but on base, I have um, Juan Soto at four forty-seven. Then I have Josh Donaldson at four fifty-one. Donaldson, obviously, um, like I was saying, not he doesn't hit for a high average, but he walks at a terrific rate. Um, Aaron Judge at four fifty-eight. Uh, Mookie Betts at 461, and like I was kind of uh, foreshadowing, Mike Trout leading at 479. 
my on-base percentage is three, I've got Bogarts. Um, two, I've got Christian Yelich. And number one, we've got the on-base king, Mike Trout, who we were just talking about. Yeah. So. Uh, OPS, I have Donaldson, Yelich, Acuna, Trout, and then the guy you mentioned who I is still an elite hitter, uh, Nelson Cruz. On OPS, I've got Arenado. Arenado, I think that's the only time we'll see him. Uh, then I've got Pete Alonso. Eh, Pete Alonso might not, I don't know. Uh, then I've got Eugenio Suarez, who I'm high on. And then i got Christian Yelich, and then i got Mike Trout. Yep. Uh, home runs is really hard to say what the numbers are going to be. I think it's going to be clumped. But for sake of predictions, I have um, thir- tied for third with six or tied for fourth with sixteen. I have Yelich, Ballinger, Rendon, and Pete Alonso. Um, tied for third, I have Judge, Acuna, and Soto at seventeen. Um, at second, I have Donaldson and Gallo tied at eighteen, and then. I need, I need to put Gallo on the OPS. No way is that low. Um, and then leading home runs, I have the man himself, Boomstick Nelson Cruz with 20. Uh, my home runs, I've got Yelich at 5. Uh, I've got Nelson Cruz at 4. Shroud at 3. Eugenio Suarez at 2. And Pete Alonso at 1. So it's I don't have exact numbers, which is a little tough. but No, no, Pete yeah. That's cool. Um, doubles, I have... Trout, um, fifth with 26. Devers, Rafael Devers of the Boston Red Sox at 29. Uh, Francisco Lindor at 30. Uh, Donaldson at 31. And Mookie Betts with 33. Uh, for doubles, I've got Lindor at three. Uh, I've got Rendon at two. And I've got my guy Xander Bogarts at one. Tony Two Bags! <laughs> yep. Um... For triples, which is an odd stat to predict, and also 60 games, but nonetheless, I have Yohan Moncada, third with three. Um, tied with him, Fernando Tatis with three. And Adalberto Mondesi leading with four. Um, for my triples, I've got Ozzy Albies at three. I've got Fernando Tatis at two. And I've got Whit Merrifield at one. And then lastly with our stats, um, I have it's stolen bases. I have Malik Smith third with 18, Trey Turner second with 19, and Ronald Acuna Jr. leading with 21. When it comes to stolen bases, I've got Victor Robles at three. I've got Alberto Mondesi at two. And I've got my stolen base king uh, as uh, at one at Trey Turner. Yeah. Okay, so we are done with the stats, and we are into our standings predictions, how we see the games going for all 30, I was about to say 32, God, 30 teams. I'll let you start off with your standings. Uh, Are we going division, or are we going to go like AL East, AL Central, AL West? Or just AL East. Um, do let's go. Uh, do all. We'll do all of the AL, then all of the NL. Or, all right. You'll go AL. I'll do AL. You do NL. I'll do NL. All right. You can see we had immense planning. <laughs> all right. So, uh, the AL East. I've got in last place the Orioles. I that's a no brainer. Uh, you know, Orioles. Uh, at four, I've got the Red Sox. Losing Mookie is going to suck, and not having 
sale. It's just I don't see too much going on for the Red Sox there other than Xander Bogarts, who I've talked about a lot. <laughs> um, at three, I've got the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, you got Bo Bichette there. You got Black Jr. Uh, you got Ryu. I think they're a solid team. I just – that, you know, the AL East and the East as a whole, it's going to be tough for the Blue Jays to really, I guess, make the playoffs. Um and then at two, I've got the Rays. And then I've got winning that division, the Yankees. Uh, starting on the AL Central, my last place AL Central team is the Royals. Um, actually, I'm going I'm to go ahead and switch that around right here. I'm going to have the Tigers at number five. Um, and then I think the Royals are number four because they've got you know, they got Solera, they got Hunter Dozier. They just uh, got uh, my guy Franchi Cordero. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think the Royals aren't going to be the last place in the Central, but they'll be fourth. And then three, I've got the White Sox. I I, uh, I think the White Sox are going to be – I think they're going to be good, but I don't think that the White Sox could can be better than the Twins or the Indians because the Twins and the Indians, they were actually very tough to predict when it comes to two and one um so on that note i'll go i have the indians at two in the al central um i just think that the indians are going to fall flat uh, against the twins i the twins have incredible bats and i think some will argue that pitching is going to be the important thing in the 60 game season I think bats are going to be the important thing in this 60-game season. Uh, but it's it's a fine argument in itself. So Yeah, well, is- I mean, when you have the Bomba squad, which uh, might, you know, might be the best lineup in baseball. Yeah, um, and, I mean, they added some pitching pieces, too. I think their pitching's a little better than they're given credit for. Yeah, so obviously the Twins at number one in the Central there. Uh, for the AL West, I've got the... Mariners at five. Uh, you know, the Mariners, they're pretty bad, and they're, they've been bad for a while. So I don't, see the, I don't see the Mariners making any noise in a very good division with the Rangers, A's, Angels, and Astros, who they're all very good teams. So number four, I've got the Rangers. Uh, honestly, one to four in the AL West – it, it's close, and I don't think people understand how good the Rangers are. The Rangers are good. They've got a good rotation. They've got solid bats. They've got your guy, Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. Uh, I think – I just don't know that the Rangers are better than the A's, Angels, or Astros. Uh, and then on, for number three, I've got the A's. Uh, I think the – especially the A's and the Angels, I can't imagine them being any more than two games apart. That's going to be most teams. I think the A's and the Angels are going to be right on each other. And uh, that's just, it's going to be interesting. I think Matt Chapman is a bit overhyped. I don't want to call him overrated, but people act like Matt Chapman is better than some other third baseman in baseball. We'll, we'll just say that. And I don't think Matt Chapman is, is all that. Um, which is, I mean, Matt Chapman is some people's reasons why the A's are. You know, going to be a playoff team again this year. 
and I guess that's fair. My, my number two is My Angels. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit biased, but ultimately, arguably, maybe not arguably, but one of the best lineups in baseball. You've got the Twins who we were just talking about. Uh, I wouldn't want to pitch to Trout or Rendon. I wouldn't want to pitch to David Fletcher. That's what I don't want to pitch to. Yeah, you've got Fletcher, Trout, Rendon. Uh, (laughs) That's a scary A little bit of Otani mixed in, too. Man, that that lineup is going to be fun to watch. And then at number one, I've got the uh, Cheaters, the Astros. Uh, As much as I want to see the scandals screw them up, I just, I can't, I can't see it happening. Um, I think they're still going to be the Astros. I mean, they're a great team. They've got Ozuna, they've got Correa, they got Verlander, they got Bregman. I could go on and on about the Astros. As much as I don't like them, they're a phenomenal team. Yeah. Um, I'll get into mine. Um, in uh, At the bottom of the AL East, I have the Baltimore Orioles. They weren't a good team to begin with, and then they lost their best player, Trey Mancini, indefinitely. Hard to see them doing well. And also, yeah, I'm the crazy guy that I did in every single game prediction. So, And keep in mind, it's hard to predict 60 games. A lot of people are having it more condensed, and I did my best to do so. But I didn't. Th- I don't think of it as a hundred, like a pace for hundred and sixty games. I think it's a whole different ball game. We're gonna be seeing teams, uh, maybe not play every game like it's uh, win or go home, but it, each game is gonna matter more. And I think the bottom tier teams are gonna get beat up more. So I have the Oreos at Oreos Oreos at eighteen and forty two, uh, at the bottom of the AL East, um, fourth at. Uh, record of 24 and 36. I have the Boston Red Sox. I, I still think their lineup is good. I just think their pitching is so, so bad that t- uh, the Met, you know, I mean, you have to face Mets, uh, Braves, Nationals, Phillies, Yankees, uh, Tampa Bay. And I mean, you even uh, the Blue Jays, um, those are all really, really good lineups that I just don't think, I can't see. Boston doing well with how bad their pitching is. Um, at third, I have the Toronto Blue Jays, 25 and 35. I think they're probably a year or two away, but they ha- they do have a very good lineup. They have some pitching pieces with Ryu. I think Ryu's bound for a little bit of regression, but they're they're close. I think they'll they'll maybe steal a couple wins from guys um, and be above. I have them above the Boston Red Sox. Um, then I have the Tampa Bay Rays, who they'll be occupying the top wild card spot, um, coming in at 36 and 24. The Rays are, are so, so good. And it's hard to pinpoint because the roster itself isn't wild. They just, they just make it work. Um, the pitching is incredible. They, they lost Emilio Pagan, but for, they, they bring, they just pull terrific pitchers out of their behind. Um, and honestly, I, I do, obviously, you can tell I have the Yankees winning the division, but I wouldn't be shocked if somehow Tampa Bay pulled it off. That's how much, you know, I can trust that such a good organization. Then, at one, I do have the New York Yankees at 42-18. and 18. Um, they're just incredible. Um, that lineup, obviously, they, last year they had health concerns. Like, they had, lot, had most of their players out for a lot of the year, and they still were 
one of the best teams in baseball. Um, and we're incredibly close to a World Series berth. So, uh, Yankees at 42-18 and 18 in the East. Move on to the Central. At fifth place, um, I have the Detroit Tigers. I, I wish better upon the Tigers. My grandparents are from Detroit, but they're not good. Um, 20 and 40, I have them. I don't recall if I said that. Um, their pitching isn't that bad, and I think ho- I really hope we're able to see a little bit of Casey Mize, Matt Manning, uh, maybe even Tark Scooball. Because I don't think their pitching is going to be that bad. I think their pitching is going to be one of the better rotations in a couple years. But they are so bad offensively at the plate. It's hard to have them winning any more games than this. Um, fourth, I have the Royals at 25 and 35. They're not, they're really not a good team. But in the center, I think they can have a couple more wins because they have, they have an intriguing lineup full of Oed Merrifield, Adalberto Mondesi, Hunter Dozier. Um, Jorge Soler, maybe my guy Franchi Cordero. We'll see if he can stay healthy. It feels like he breaks his leg every time he walks. But um, I think Kansas City will be fine. Fourth place in the Central. Um, third place in the Central, um, I have the Chicago White Sox at 32-28. and 28. Um, They, I think they're good. Um, in terms of, I feel like the team, the two teams that were really hyped up this offseason as like sleepers to the point where they're not sleepers anymore have been the White Sox and the Reds. I'm not quite there on the White Sox. Obviously, 32 and 28, not bad. You know, it's a pretty good record for this year, but I don't think they're at the playoff level. Robert's good. I like Yohan Moncada. I'm a big fan of Lucas Giolito. It's been fun to watch him um, prove that his prospect hype was worth it but not quite to the playoffs. Then second at 34 and 26, I have the Cleveland Indians. And surprisingly, that will not get them a playoff berth, but they're very good. The rotation I was saying, they they just develop pitchers so well. And when they have that, my Cy Young, Shane Bieber, as well as a great number two in um, Mike Clevenger, it's going to take them places. And you still have Francisco Lindor. You have... Jose Ramirez, uh, you got Carlos Santana, you have the best DH in all of baseball, the Franimal Franmil Reyes. Miss you, buddy. Um, but the, the Indians are still a good team. I just have I have them just missing out because I love the Minnesota Twins, my number one team in the AL Central, at 38 and 22. Their lineup is so scary. People it doesn't feel like it, but I they were they were a 100-win team, I believe, last year. Um, and their, their lineup's just so good. And I think their pitching, it's not top tier. But, I mean, I like Burrios. They have Odorizzi. They got Kenta Maeda. They have Rich Hill. Bullpen's still, you know, there's still some question marks. But I, I think that lineup is just too good. Then AL West in the cellar, similar to you, Seattle Mariners. Not not a good team right now. I'm excited to see some of their young guys get there, but I don't think we'll see much of them this year other than like Justice Sheffield. Um I love you know, I love Kellenic and I, I love Julio Rodriguez, so I think he just hurt his wrist. But and but we I I don't think we'll see them this year. And then in fourth place, who you talked about them, they're not that they're not a bad team. Um the Texas Rangers at twenty seven and thirty three. I don't I, I keep I, I swear I um 
I have short-term memory loss. Uh, if I didn't mention, I have the Mariners, 18 and 42. Uh, Rangers have a 27 and 33. I think they'll definitely steal some games from Western teams because they have that rotation and they have intriguing guys such as Joey Gallo, uh, Danny Santana, uh, just just guys along those lines who they're not they're nothing you know there's nothing sure, but they could definitely surprise. Uh, at three, uh, also just missing out on the playoffs. That's gonna be the Oakland A's at thirty three and twenty seven. I like the A's, but the reason that they're just gonna miss out, I think, is some regression from Marcus Simeon. I agree. I think Matt Chapman is terrific, but. He's I don't he can't carry a team offensively. I love Matt Olson. Matt Olson is one of the better first basemen in just all of baseball, period. I like Mark Can. I like there there is always intrigue in that A's lineup and they're gonna have under the radar guys break out. The pitching is good. It's just there's a lot of young and inexperienced guys. Um I Liam Hendricks is a lockdown closer, but I have them just missing out. Um, with the Angels being the second wild card team at thirty five and twenty five, the way I did the game by game schedule, I had the Angels like competing, competing with the Astros at the beginning of the year and doing a classic Angels and like almost blowing it. But um, I think the Angels are a big. They benefit a lot from the short season because everyone knows that their pitching is not very good, but. Um, when you have that shortened season, you don't have to ask as much out of your starting pitchers. Um, and I think that rotation's actually going to be a little better than... Bundy. I, I, I think I think Bundy can have a good year. Um, he I think Healy's solid. And then the rest of the... I, I feel like the rest of those guys can get it done. Like, I don't think we're going to see... I feel like we're not going to see really super atrocious pitchers. Um, is, is, yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Is Canning healthy? Uh, Canning should be healthy. Okay, yeah, Griff- Griffin Canning, if he's healthy, I think he's a breakout candidate soon. And that I think the bats are just too good. Also, could even see Otani. Could it? Yeah, yeah. I think I think we we will see Otani. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I don't know how you feel about him being like at an elite level, but I think he'll be an above average pitcher. And the bullpen's the bullpen's sneaky good. Like Butchery's pretty good. Robles has been a good closer. Um, you got Keenan Middleton. They added Ryan Bookter, who's been I, he's been a really good lefty guy. And I don't know how his numbers have looked, but I know as a lefty on lefty, I think he's he's more than serviceable. So I have the and I mean the lineup we we've hit on it already. It is so good. So I do have the Angels sneaking in as the five seed in the playoffs and. The winners of the West, unfortunately, AL West, are the Houston Asterix at 39-21. and 21. The, I am a little worried about the pitching depth, but at least uh, in the starting rotation, you have Verlander and Granke, but then after that, you got, Mer- uh, you got McCullers, uh, Urquetti, and I guess it'd probably be like Josh James. Maybe they give Forrest Whitley a run. Um, so I it would be jo- Say that again, Josh, Josh James? I bet it would be Josh. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, so that's a little bit of concern. I think I, I like McCullers and Arquetti. It's just they're not any sort of guarantee. So that might hurt them later, but they're, they're the best team in the West still. I, I hate to say it, but they are very good. The offense is still incredible. Spring, Springer was, Springer, like, early in the season looked like the MVP, and then he had some injuries. But you got Springer, I think Correa, 
we could see some big numbers from Correa this year. Altuve's still good. I don't know. I don't. I don't love Altuve as much anymore. And we've seen a little bit of down numbers, but still great. Yuli Gurriel, Alex Bregman. It, it such great offense. Then uh, we'll move on to the NL. I'll let you uh, start with the NL East. All right. So the NL East. Uh, I've got the Marlins in the last place. Um, you know, you've said it. The Marlins are. The Marlins aren't as bad as people play them out to be. They've got solid pitching, but ultimately, they're just, they're nowhere near the rest of their competition in their division. So, they're gonna they're gonna definitely be the last place team in the NL East. I can say that with certainty. Um, so, that's that. Uh, at number four, I've got the Nationals. Um, I think the Nationals are definitely gonna have a little bit of fall-off. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna miss Rendon a lot, um, and I, I don't I wouldn't say I doubt the Nationals. I mean the Nationals were doubted last year and they pulled off something spectacular. I'd say their World Series was that was pretty crazy. Um, I just think without Rendon, I'm not sure if they've lost anybody else, but I'm just I, I can't I can't see them being better than the Phillies, who I have at number three. Um, I think Harper is uh, he's he's gonna have a good in the short season. I think he can have a great he can have a great year. And I mean they've got arms like Nola. I like Aaron Nola. I think Aaron Nola can bounce back. I think Aaron Nola can make some noise maybe in the Cy Young race. I don't have him listed as one of the Cy Young candidates, but I think he can definitely um, he can he can make some noise there. I mean I think Gene Segura is still with them. Yeah. Uh, they got Reese Hoskins. So. They're definitely a. They've got Didi now, I think. Yeah. So, uh, the the Phillies are going to be a, a solid number three, but I don't see them um, getting getting as close to the um, Nets. I think you know you got Pete, you've got uh, Degrom. Uh, Syndergaard's not going to play, right? I don't. Uh, think so. no, he has he has TJ. Yeah. So no Syndergaard could hurt them a little bit. But I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, they still have Stroman. Yeah, they have Stroman. You know, you've got Conforto as a bat. you got J.D. Davis. you got uh, Ahmed Rosario. Um, I think the Mets are definitely going to turn some heads because the Mets are seen as, you know, they're the Mets. I mean, the Mets are kind of a, kind of a franchise of failure, but I maybe they'll turn it around this year and make some noise. And uh, I have the NL East going the Braves. Love the Braves. The Braves are a fantastic team. I'm not going to sit here and talk about where I think the Braves are amazing because, quite frankly, I think most people understand the Braves are a very good team. Uh, going on to the Central, number five, I've got the Pirates. I think that the Pirates are just an unfortunate case of they're bad. Um, they don't have much going for them other than Josh Bell and Brian Reynolds. Brian uh, Reynolds, the bit, enemy number one for the San Diego Padres. Yeah, and I think... Uh, He's MVP I, if he gets to play the Padres 60 games a year. Oh, yeah. No, he, he'd be, like, the greatest player greatest player of all time if he got to just play the Padres. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they're, they're pretty bad, the Pirates. They are. Uh, number four, I've got the Brewers. The Central is another case 
kind of like the AL West and even you could argue the NL East where really one to four isn't that spread apart. Uh, obviously, I've got my guy Yelich, uh, you know, as my MVP, but I'm just not sure that Yelich can completely carry the Brewers past the Cubs or the Cardinals. Um, I just, I mean, they've got Woodruff. Uh, Woodruff's pretty good as a as a starter, but no one else is coming to mind right now. No, and it's it's a lot of they got Lauer, they got uh, Lindblom, who they got from the KBO. Um, Freddie Peralta's. Not, they have a lot of starting pitching options, but it's not. It, it, there's some upside to them, but there's not really much consistency after Woodruff. It, it's a little similar to the Angels in my eyes, just the Angels have a better lineup. The Angels have more star power. Uh, I guess Keston Hero is a good, a good bat. You got Braun. Braun's kind of on the tail end of his career now. But anyway, I'll move on from the Brewers. They're my number four. My number three is going to be the Chicago Cubs. Um, I think the Cubs are going to be... I think the Cubs could succeed in a short season format with Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez. I mean, they've got some great names there. They've got Contreras too. The Cubs have good names, and they've got they've got pretty good bats. I mean, they have Kyle Hendricks in the, on the mound, you Darvish. So the Cubs are a good team, but uh, I I see them around. They'll probably be around uh, thirty and thirty. Uh, when they get to play the AL Central, other than the Twins and Indians, I think they'll handle the White Sox, Tigers, and Royals pretty well. But with a team like, uh, you know, the Red the Reds and the Cardinals, Red Knolls. the Red Knolls. <laughs> yeah, the Reds and the Cards still they might have trouble with those guys. And uh, number two, I've got the Cardinals. Um, I think they'll continue their success from last year into this year. It's pretty simple as that. Uh, the number one, I've I've got the Reds. I have been with the Reds. You were you were an early Reds guy. I can I, I can attest. After the end of last season, I loved the Reds. I just something told me the Reds would win the NL Central. I feel like that, even before maybe they added Mustakis, like you were you were early, early. I yeah, I, I can I, say that. I I loved the Reds from the beginning. I think they've got one of the best rotations in baseball. They've got Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo. Those are fantastic arms. I'm I'm not a baseball player, nor even near uh, MLB level, but I just would not want to face those guys, period. Um, so it doesn't say much for me, but it's just they're, they're nasty, and it, it's just a fantastic team. Uh, I love the Reds. I think the Reds are going to take the Central, and especially paying the, playing those AL Central teams. Yeah, that'll that'll definitely inflate their record, too. All right, so moving on to the NL West, uh, at number five, last place, I've got the Rockies. Now, I think that's a little shocking to have the Rockies in last place with guys like David Dahl, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story. On, on paper, they've got a good roster, but pitching is really where they fall flat, and... You know, when you're playing someone like Coors, I just, I have my concerns. And I think their pitching can really, really hurt them. And I think it will. Um, so I got the Rockies in last place. 
that's not necessarily a popular opinion, but it is what it is. Uh, and then for number four in the NL West, I've got the Giants. Um, the Giants are now with with but no Buster Posey. It's not like Buster Posey would impact them much, but the thing is, I just have one of those feelings where I feel like the Giants are gonna they're gonna be solid because normally you don't see the Giants. The Giants are have been very good. And this past decade, they've been. I mean, you could. Ar- I mean, they won three World Series. You could maybe argue that they were the best team this decade. Mm-hmm. So something just tells me that the Giants are going to find a way to not be absolutely terrible. So I don't have much of a reasoning on that one. I just, it's kind of a feeling. Sometimes you got to go with feelings. Yeah. Number three, I've got the Diamondbacks. Uh, Diamondbacks. I think they had Mike Leake opt out. Pretty sure he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So losing Mike Leake, it's not like losing someone who... It's not like losing a star. But Mike Leake was going to be solid for them. And that's not my total reason why they're number three. Uh, I just... They've got David Peralta. They've got Eduardo Escobar. They've got Cattell Marte. uh, But other than that, I'm not sure if I'm forgetting anybody, but... I just think going into my number two team, the Padres, I think the Padres are better. I like the Padres. Maybe it's because of you, but I just I feel like Machado and Tatis, they're 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 gonna do good in a short season. And I think uh I think the Padres are gonna be pretty good. And I think this is gonna be the last year uh of the Padres missing the playoffs, which is a little hint. I don't have the Padres in the playoffs. But I think this is going to be, uh, it's only 60 games, but I think this is going to be a good year for guys like Paddock and Tatis. They're really going to get their second year. It's, it's a little unorthodox, but they'll, they'll get some more experience, and I think this is really going to be a pleasing year for Padre fans. Uh, they're going to finally feel like maybe they're starting to get somewhere. We need but, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so obviously the NL West is number one, the Dodgers. The Dodgers are they're they're stacked. Uh probably the second best team in baseball to the Yankees. You could argue other you know, vice versa. But the Dodgers, they're gonna I think take care of business. It's gonna be fun to see these Dodgers Astros game Dodgers Astros game. But games, but um I don't think that will hurt the Dodgers too much. I think the Dodgers will take those from the Astros. And uh, that should be fun to watch, though, Dodgers-Astros. Oh, for I, sure. I, I wish we could have fans, but I think we'll still uh, feel the same effects. They said if they're putting in the MLB of the show crowd noise, they might as well just put in a whole lot of booing for where, yeah. wherever the Astros are playing. Yeah, totally. All right, so that's my NL. And now I'm going to note my wildcard teams because I didn't note them when I was going through. My AL wildcard matchup is the Angels versus the Rays. Uh, I have those two teams. It was really tough for me to leave the Indians out, but I just think that the Angels and the Rays are slightly better than the Indians uh, when it comes to, I guess, the Rays just, like you said, the Rays just kind of are the Rays. They figure out a way. And I think the Angels' bats will carry them over the, the Indians, I guess you could say, roundness. The Indians are a very round team. We've got good bats, good pitching. I think the Angels will 
will get themselves there. And then for my NL wild card, I've got the Cardinals and the Mets. Good stuff. Um, so for me, I'll take it NLEs down. Uh, fifth place, I have the Marlins. You hit on it, but I think they're better in a typical... Like, let's say they're in the AL Central. I think they're probably around what I had the Royals at, like 25 wins. But them being in such a loaded East uh, in the NL and AL, I have them at 19 and 41. There's They they have some intriguing guys. They have Jonathan VR. They have Garrett Cooper. Um, who am I? For, uh, they have Corey Dickerson. Uh, there, there's definitely some upside pitching. We'll see if we get to see any Sixto Sanchez. Um, we'll see. I, I don't think they're 19 and 41 bad. They just have a gauntlet of a schedule. Then fourth place, not to quote our guy Giraffe Nick Mark again, but the fourth place Phillies. Um, I have them at 29 and 31, and I, I, I don't think it's a lack of talent. I think it's that I prefer the other three teams ahead of them. They have a they have a good top of the rotation. I also like Nolan to have a little bit of a bounce back year, but I don't know if he's gonna be like upper like up in the Cy Young area. I don't think I really don't think that's what he's gonna be in his career. I think he's gonna be an above average starter. And then they got Zach Wheeler, and I think Zach Wheeler's probably in a similar range, but Zach Wheeler has shown little to no consistency, so I wouldn't be surprised if he was a really above-average pitcher or if he was a subpar pitcher. And after that, they have absolutely no starting pitching depth, um, a shaky bullpen, and then they have a nice lineup with, you got Bryce Harper, JT Romuto. Um, I think a breakout season from Reese Hoskins could come, um, a healthy McCutcheon. Maybe we see a little Alec Bohm, but I just like the other three teams more. So, and that gets me to uh, my third place team, all Phillies 29-31. I keep forgetting to say that. Um, my third place team, I have the Washington Nationals, who are also my, um, my fifth wild card spot, the final spot. Um, I have them going 34-26. and 26. I still really like the Nationals a lot. Um, losing Rendon is going to hurt, but what I have, me having the, um, the Nationals stay in the picture is that rotation, because, sure, you're losing, you're probably your best hitter, but with that rotation, you can still compete, you got Juan Soto, um, you got Trey Turner, you got some high upside guys, including, you know, Kibum will probably take... Play third for them. Uh, they've said his he's been atrocious defensively at third, but he's a nice bat. Then, um, so yeah, I, I think Washington. Their bullpen is awful. Their bullpen's not good, and that's what keeps them in third for me. But you saw the way that they were able to manage in the postseason, and it won't be that simple um, in a sixty game season. But that still benefits them not being able to trot out their starting pitchers a lot more. So. At two, then, this might be a little bit of a shocker, but I have the Atlanta Braves. And it's not because I dislike the Atlanta Braves. I have them at 36 and 24. I just think, I think this whole race is going to be really close. Um, I have them as I the fourth seed in the postseason getting the first wild card spot. I think they're a terrific team. Um, great infield, Aussie Albies. Um, uh, I'm not a big Dansby fan, but you got Freddie Freeman. Um, third base, it'll probably be a kind of a platoon thing with Johan Camargo, a little Austin Riley. Uh, 
outfield, you got Ronald Acuna Jr. They have some intriguing guys. Will we see any uh, Christian uh, Pache? Will we see Drew Waters? Obviously, the Puig deal fell through a little bit ago. Guy, guy's been sitting around trying to get a contract and got Rona. It's wild. That but, sucks. Um, really good um, pitching staff. Uh, they got Will Smith in the bullpen. I think now their bullpen is solid. Um, it's not elite, but definitely will get the job done. So I do like the Atlanta Braves a lot. But in first place, I have the New York Mets. Um, just one win above at 37-23. and 23. And, yeah, exactly to what you said. The Mets are kind of clowned just because they're the Mets. Um and they've you know they've had they've blown they blow leads they'll like you know lose a bunch of consecutive games but they were a good team last year and I think they're gonna be a good team this year. Um, do, you got Degrom having Syndergaard hurts, but I still think Stroman's good and the rest of their rotation um, is solid. Um, the, and the bullpen is much better than people give credit for. Um, it was not it wasn't very good last year, but they have talent. Do I think Edwin Diaz? is going to have as bad of a season as he did last year. No. Do I think he might be as good as he was that one year in Seattle? Probably not. But I think this year we'll see a much better Edwin Diaz. And then you've got Seth Lugo, who is very good. You have Justin Wilson. you got a number of pretty solid options in the bullpen that if they're able to live up to somewhat of their potential, it'll probably be a top-five bullpen. And then... You go to their lineup, and I do like their lineup a lot. And it's more than just Pete Alonso. I actually, I think Pete might have a little bit of a sophomore slump. But then you got the utility do-it-all man, Jeff McNeil, who I like a lot. Um, Ahmed Rosario, I think, could be in line for a breakout year, similar with J.D. Davis. Um, you got Cespedes back, who we don't really know. We don't know a lot about Cespedes. But when he's been playing, he's been a good player. He just hasn't stayed healthy. Uh, you got uh, my guy... Michael Conforto, sweetest swing in baseball. More than that, I mean, he's great. Another, you know, the Mets are full of a guy, young guys that are poised for breakout years, and that's really what puts the Mets on top for me in the East. So, then Central, um, I think I have the exact same order as you. I have the Pirates in the cellar at seventeen and forty-three. I'm not gonna spend a lot of time. You said it. Josh Bell, Brian Reynolds, not much after that. They are a very bad team. Um, Very bad team. Poorly ran organization. Um, So I'll move on from that. I have the Brewers at 31 and 29 in fourth place. Uh, Sorry, Joey Bonadonna, our last guest. I don't don't have the Brewers doing too much. Uh, I I think Yelich, terrific. I like Keston here. Um... I think their their offense will still be like good, but they just got they were already like a fringe team last year and they got worse. They they lost Mike Moustakis. They lost Yasmani Grandal. And I mean Grandal is a consensus top three catcher and Mike Moustakis has been very good. And then pitching wise, you got Woodruff, who I, I am very high on Woodruff. And I think that depth of starting pitchers, I think like I liked Josh Lindblom to have um a quietly good season. And then you got Hader in the bullpen, and I think Corey Knable will be back. I just don't trust all of the bullpen. And yes, in the shortened season, you can um, afford to go to Hader more and for long innings like they typically like to do. But I just don't like the. I don't think the Brewers are are going to be that great. Still thirty one and twenty nine, but 
fourth in the division, which, speaking of, I just want to put this out there. Maybe it's just, it's just the shortened season or that I just feel like we haven't had baseball in, a, in an eternity. But this year, there are so many, so many teams that I think make the postseason. It feels like, like the NL Central, I think there are four teams that could. NL East, I think there could be four teams. Um, it, it, it's wild to me. But uh, third place, I have the Cubs at 32 and 28. The Cubs have kind of just stayed status quo the last couple years. And they're a good team. Um, the offense is good. It's underperformed a little bit. Chris Bryant's had some down moments. But you have you have Anthony Rizzo, one of the better first basemen in baseball. You still have KB. Um, you got El Mago, um, Javier Baez, Wilson Contreras. Jason Hayward hasn't lived up to his contract. I think we all knew that when he signed it. Um, still a solid player. Kyle Schwarber. The pitching, I think, is more the area of concern. Um, Lester isn't great anymore. Darvish, not, you know, you don't know. We don't really know what you're getting from you, Darvish. Uh, Kyle Hendricks is good, but I don't think he's ever going to get back to as good as what as what he was a couple years ago. Quintana, I'm not a Quintana fan, especially when they gave up Eloy. And then the bullpen is just not good. Um, Craig Kimbrell is probably their best reliever, and he was not good last year. So I think the Cubs are just staying status quo. I get it. There's not a lot of moves to be made, but I see them missing out at the missing out um, at the playoffs at 32 and 28. Then second place, I have the St. Louis Cardinals, also missing out on the playoffs, but with a respectable 33 and 27 record. Um, really good team. Um, not at all sexy. One of the most maybe boring like teams in terms of guys on there but I think Paul Goldschmidt had a down year last year he'll improve he'll be he'll be closer to the MVP candidate Paul Goldschmidt do I think he'll be really up there in MVP no will he be better than last year yes uh I I me I like Dylan Carlson I think Dylan Carlson in the outfield can be nice you have Paul DeYoung um Yachty's average to below average now but you have you got Colton Wong, um, Tommy Edmond, really versatile San Diego guy, and then the pitching is really underrated. You have Jack Flaherty, Dakota Hudson, Miles Michaelis. Still got a little bit from Wayne Elm. Bullpen's good too. Andrew Miller, who's been on it a bit disappointing, got Giovanni Gallegos. I think Cardinals are a good team. And missing out just because I love the Reds, just like you do. I have them winning the division at 38-22. and 22. The lineup, or the pitching last year was already very good. Um, bullpen's, a, bullpen's a bit shaky. Iglesias is good. Um, there's not a lot after that. But the lineup, the, the rotation is just so good. And the lineup got even better. You already had a good core of Joey Votto, who, yes, is regressing, but still is a good player. Eugenio Suarez. Um, you, already, you already had some good guys. And then you go out there and you get Mike Moustakis. You add Nicholas Castellanos. And, yeah, he's a defensive liability, but now he can probably DH. They have some terrific, terrific hitters. I'm also interested to see um, his last name is not coming to mind right now, but um, they got a guy from Japan, I want to say, like Shogo something. I don't know if you know, um, outfielder. Uh, not sure. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure, but I, I think the Reds are going to be a very fun team to watch, and I have them winning the Central. Sorry, I'm totally rambling on. Sorry, guys, this is definitely a longer 
episode, but I know, I know you'll stick around. Thanks for the support. Fifth place in the NL West at 19 and 41 is the San Francisco Giants. While I understand what you said about, you know, that gut feeling of that they'll do better, that's what they did last year. Last year, they, they had a very similarly bad roster and found their way to not be in fifth place. And actually, for a while, around the middle of the season, people thought they could compete. And they ended up holding on to Bumgarner, which, you know, and Will Smith, which I don't understand. But I, it's just awful. Their team is just not good. I was thinking about, I wasn't thinking about, I saw on Twitter someone say that, if when you really think about it, is there like a single player on the Giants that will make the Dodgers team? And I think there would be maybe some guys in the bullpen. I think Yastrzemski could be, as well as maybe Posey could be on the bench. But they're just, they're, they're so bad talent-wise. And none of their young, they have a good farm system, but I don't think any of their guys are going to play any meaningful um, innings this year. Fourth, they have the Colorado Rockies, and while I'm not high on them, I'm not as low on them as you. I have them at 20 and 40, still, you know, albeit pretty bad, only one game difference than the Giants. They have that offense, but their pitching is so bad. Herman Marquez is okay. I, I, I don't mind John Gray, but they have a bad bullpen. They have a bad rest of the rotation depth. And their offense is good. I like, I mean, Nolan Arenado is Nolan Arenado. I, I do really like Trevor's story. Um, Charlie Blackman, I've been a fan of, but I could definitely see some regression. And then other than that, I th- it's a lot of mediocreness that, I don't know if, that, I hope mediocreness is a word. Probably not, but it's just not, not good stuff from... Uh, the Rockies solely because of their pitching. Could they maybe do a little bit better than that? Sure, great offense. But without the pitching, I cannot see them contending in any form. Then tied at second, both at a record of 33 and 27, are um, the two teams that just missed the playoffs. Um, That'll be the San Diego Padres and the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'll start with the Diamondbacks. Uh, Good team. A lot of people have them as, like, a sleeper. They added Madison Bumgarner. They have Zach Gallen, who I'll keep plugging the article I had listed as a sleeper dark horse for the NL Cy Young. Uh, offensively, I am a fan of David Peralta. You got Cattell Marte and Eduardo Escobar, who I think two are two of the more underrated players in the National League, although I don't expect Cattell Marte to have quite as good of a season as he did last year. But the point remains, the Diamondbacks are very under-the-radar team that I think could... I could see them making the playoffs, but I don't have them quite there. And then with the Padres, I'm going to do my best not to spend 25 minutes on this because I, 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 could, I could make a whole episode about the Padres. I, I could make two multiple episodes about the Padres. But to keep it sweet, I think we have a good lineup. Machado is going to have a better year than last year, which first off, I mean, for the $300 million, was incredibly disappointing, but he was still useful last year. Um, still a terrific defender. He'll keep that up, I think. He'll raise the average and on-base and all those numbers up. If Tatis will staying healthy a full season, albeit that's less than a normal one, he's one of the better players in really, I mean, the National League, one of the better shortstops in baseball. Eric Hosmer is, is not it. I, I'm at the point where I will take average production, but he's a subpar defender that just cannot hit lefties and can kind of hit righties. Um, second base as a whole, we'll see how that works out. 
Um, we have some different options. And then the outfield, we got Tommy Pham, who I think is really good. Um, one of the more underrated players, obviously, he was a raise, so of course he's underrated. Center field will probably be Trent Grisham, um, known infamously for that mistake with the Brewers. He's a good young option uh, that I like, the left-handed bat. And then right field, it'll probably be, like, Will Myers. Um, we have some options in right field. Overall, offense pretty solid. And then pitching high upside is how I would put it. Uh, Chris Paddock is on his way to being an ace. I think he's absolutely incredible. You got Denelson Lamette, who's a really high upside guy who showed, who showed his stuff and strikeout ability last year. You got Garrett Richards who, when he's healthy, is pretty good. And then a number of, like, solid guys. You got Joey Lucchese, Zach Davies. Um, you also have the thought of maybe Mackenzie Gore, Luis Patino, that kind of thing, but we'll see. And the Padres have an elite bullpen, that I will say. Um, Kirby, You have Kirby Yates, Emilio Pagan, newly acquired, and then Drew Pomeranz. That, that's a filthy three, as well as um, a solid um, swing guy in... Craig Stammon. So that is as short as I could summarize the Padres, and I think by next year we're gonna we're gonna be seeing more results in terms of making the playoffs. But unfortunately, fall one game short this year. And then leading the NL West, it's the Dodgers, forty three and seventeen. I'm not gonna spend the time saying it. Absolutely incredible, great at the top, but also so much depth. So those are my predictions, and uh, just to say it again. Um, I have Yankees as the one seed, uh, Astros as the two seed, uh, Twins as the three seed, Rays as the four seed, Angels as the five seed on the AL side. Um, the National League, I have uh, the Dodgers as the one seed, uh, the Reds as the two seed, the Mets as the three seed, the Braves as the four seed, and the Washington Nationals as the five seed. So... Now, uh, sorry, I know I feel like I've been talking for so like consecutively for so long, but let's get into our playoff predictions. I'll uh, I'll finally let you speak. I feel like I've taped your mouth the last couple minutes. All right. Well, uh, for my wild card game, I've got for my AL wild card game, I've got the Angels and Rays going at it, and uh, unfortunately for me. I think the Rays will take the AL wild card from the Angels. I just I I don't think that the Angels have what it takes to uh, win in any sort of playoff environment right now. Considering our pitching, just when you have to rely on your bats in baseball and when the postseason, uh, you just you, you fall short and you struggle because postseason baseball is a totally different game to regular season baseball. And although we are talking about a shortened season, still it's just a it's a different animal. Um, so I've got the Rays defeating the Angels in the AL wild card, and then um, for my Cardinals Mets NL wild card, I've actually got the Mets taking it from the Cardinals, and I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be a big deal. I think that's going to shock a lot of people in in. Uh, in my world, I think the the Mets, you know, beat the Cardinals. Uh, I actually have the Mets higher seeded than the Cardinals, but I just think that Pete Alonso. I'm sure that if Jacob Degrom go in that game, they'd be able to beat the Cardinals. So, going to the ALDS, 
I would have the Rays playing the number one seed Yankees, and I will I'll have the Yankees winning that series three to one. I think the uh, the Yankees won't have much trouble with the Rays in a playoff series. I don't think um, as good as the Rays are. I'm just not sure they can compete at a super high level in the playoffs, kind of like the Angels. And then in my other ALDS game, I have the Astros and Twins going at it, and I have the Twins taking it 3-2. to two. Uh, I think the Twins are going to really be America's team in that world. Uh, they're gonna, people are going to love the Twins for beating the Astros in the ALDS, and that's how I think it goes down. I think they win in a Game 5 situation. Um, so then in the NLDS, I have the Mets playing the number one seed Dodgers, and I have the Dodgers sweeping the Mets. I think the Mets will have their little Cinderella story with, you know, making the playoff, beating the Cardinals in the NL wild card. But then I think, uh, the Dodgers are going to stomp on them and put them in their place. Uh, so I think we'll see the Dodgers, uh, take care of the Mets. Uh, and then... I have the Reds and Raves, or I said that wrong, the Braves and the Reds going at it. And I think that the Braves are going to take that one in four. As much as I like the Reds, I just, you know, the Braves, they're legit. They're elite. They're one of the best teams in baseball. While I do think that for the Reds, too, I just think that, I think that's going to be Acuna's moment. One of, one of Acuna's moments. I think Acuna's going to, just kind of boss up there. That's a term that people like. Uh, and then in the ALCS, I've got the Twins and the Yankees. Uh, I, I think that could be considered a pretty consensus ALCS pick. And I have the Yankees taking that one in six and getting themselves to the AL, they're getting themselves to the World Series. Um, kind of misspeaking here right now. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I can't talk, and somehow I have a podcast. No worries. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've got the Yankees. I think that would be one of the most exciting series we've seen in a while because I think the ball would be flying, like, you know, Yankee Stadium and, and uh, Target Field. I mean, those are two places where the ball just off, off that goes crazy. Um, but, you know, you got Derek Cole, you got Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton facing Mitch Garver, uh, you know, Josh Donaldson, your a guy. A Bomba you know, Squad! It, it would just be, that would be a really fun series. I'd love to see that. But uh, I have the Yankees taking that scenario. And then... How many uh, games did you say? Six. Six, okay. And then in the uh, NLCS, I've got the Dodgers and the Braves. That will also be a very fun one. And I have the Braves shockingly taking it in five. I think um, the Braves, they're, they're going to have... They're gonna have some sort of fire in them, and they're gonna. I think it's it's gonna be. Uh, I don't know. I just I feel like the Dodgers are gonna struggle against the Braves, and the Braves are gonna be. You know, I think the Braves are probably gonna be on fire. I mean, thing is, the, if the Braves beat the Reds, I think the Braves are <laughs> unbeatable. I I I love I, I love the Reds. Um, so I just think that the Dodgers are gonna. Uh, the Dodgers, you know, got Clayton Kershaw, who is just terrible in the playoffs. You've got Kenley Jansen, who's just terrible. Hate Kenley Jansen. 
you know, they're going to get, I feel like the Braves are just going to get all over them. And then, uh, should I say my World Series now? Wait, how many games, sorry, I, I can't remember anything. How many games do you say for the NLCS? I had the NLCS going five. Five, okay. Yeah, go, uh, you can go ahead. Er, no, let, let, let's wait. Let me get through mine and then we can get through, do it. I feel like that's probably the better way to do it. Uh, my wild card game, Tampa Bay Rays hosting the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, more so just my gut feeling and the fact that I want Mike Trout to win a playoff game. I have the Angels. I think the Rays are probably more built for that one game. But if the Angels can get on, can get up early, jump on whether it be Snell or Morton, and then that'll and then they're able to go to the bullpen early. I think. I think they can pull it off. On paper, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Theory doesn't make sense. But I'm taking the Angels anyways. Um, my other wild card game, the Atlanta Braves host the Washington Nationals. I have the Braves taking that. And the Nationals are terrific. The Nationals in a one-game series are one of the best teams. We saw, we, we saw it. I mean, in those key situations, that's what their team is built for. But I like the Atlanta Braves. Uh, I think you got you would probably throw Soroka on the mound there, um, put up a good performance. They get the bats for a narrow win to move on. Then I have the one seed New York Yankees facing the five seed Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yankees taking it in four. Angels get one win at home, but Yan- Yankees are too good to me. Then in the matchup between the two and three seed, I have... The Minnesota Twins taking the series in four over the Houston Asterix. Um, It really comes down to uh, if they're able to jump on, if they're able to steal a game against Verlander or Granke, it's going to be lights out. Because in the postseason, I don't, I really don't trust Urquidy or any of those guys facing a lineup like the Twins. So I have the Twins in four. Then uh, in the NLDS, I or the first NLDS, I have the one-seed Dodgers going up against the four-seed Atlanta Braves, and the Dodgers are not making out of the NLDS again. I have the Braves winning it in five, um, including I've every single game being given to the away team. I don't, yeah, that's just a tidbit. I don't know why. Uh, it's just kind of how it came out for me. And the, the last two years, the Braves, they were close, you know, they weren't quite there. Um, getting it, getting out of the NLDS, but I think this is the year that they break through and they beat the NL favorite, the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, and move on to the NLCS. And on the flip side, um, I have the three seed New York Mets taking down the two seed Cincinnati Reds in a five game set. I just really like the Mets. I think ha- them all having, uh, you know living up to their potential they're a really good team and I like the Reds but something about the Reds um being new to the scene I I don't I don't love them making it out of the NLDS quite this year and then for the CSs in the AL I have the Yankees and Twins I think it'll be fun I think most of those games will be really offensive but I actually have the Yankees beating the Twins in four the, tw- the Yankees just own the Twins in the postseason. The Twins got lucky they didn't have to play until the CS here. But I I, I, I don't know. 
I just think the Yankees will overpower them because I think they can find a way to out-hit them, and then they have the advantage pitching. Because if you get late into that game, uh, the Twins can still hit, but you don't want to have to face a combination of Canley, Green, uh, Britton, and Chapman. So Yankees in four, winners of the American League pennant. Um, were you saying something? Sorry. No, I just, oh yeah, that'd be tough for the Twins. Yeah. And then I have the Atlanta Braves, uh, the wild card team, taking down the New York Mets in five. I love I, I, I love both of these teams, but I like the Braves more. I didn't have them winning the division because I, I could definitely see the Mets winning the division. And one, one note on this, which it seems like, Fred, I, I'm pretty sure there was a report that Freddie Freeman is cleared to go back, but if somehow he didn't play, I might switch my prediction to the Mets and have it be a Subway Series World Series, but love the Braves too much. A little Acuna magic. I think Albies will be a big guy, um, as well as the pitching will deliver and sets up a New York Yankees and Atlanta Braves World Series for the both of us. I will let you take it away. Well, I, um, first of all, I think it's cool that we have the same world series matchup uh great mind think alike i guess you could say yeah uh but i think that the braves are going to pull it out in seven i think we're going to see another game seven world series which it's just the best it's the best knowing you know one game determines the championship i love it and i just think that that's going to be ronald acuna's moment and I think Ronald Acuna, similar to Juan Soto last year, he, I mean, he's going to have his moment and he's going to really prove as if I wouldn't say anyone doubts Acuna, but that's Acuna is going to, going to make his name. known if it's not already known, he like, like, if no, you know, I, I, I understand what you mean. Kind of announce himself as a consensus top player. Oh, I, I understand uh, what you mean. And, and, uh, I also think that Yankees Braves would just be a fantastic series. I would be, I would love that series. So I have the Braves as my World Series champions. I mean, I, I love Mike Soroka, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give him some of the props. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I just yeah I I think the Braves are, I think the Braves are definitely, definitely the. I would say. Yeah, I mean, the Braves are just really good. Yeah. I love Braves. Yeah, I agree. Um, this it's this is a tough matchup to pick. So, for me, I am, I'm a little partial to New York. Uh, my dad's from New York, so I've been, they're more of my, I'd say, American League team. But I, I do have the Yankees pulling it off in, in six. Because I, I don't know, I just think their lineup, is just too deep. The, the Braves have a terrific lineup in their own right, but the Yankees lineup, fully healthy, it, it's incredible one to nine. You got Stanton, you got Judge, you got Glaber, you got DJ, you got Voigt, you got some combination of Andujar, um, and Urshela, you have Hicks. I mean, you, you, you can't even fit all those guys in the starting lineup. And I think the rotation, you could say, um, you know, the rotation isn't great, but when you, you're you going to get Cole out there um, for at least two starts, and then if it was 2-7, I think he'd be available. And that bullpen, that that is the one thing. 
that really puts the Yankees over the edge for me is you get in those late-game situations, it's hard to bet against a bullpen that that's locked down. Um, God, I can't speak. Who let me start this podcast? But Yankees in six, I'll throw in there. Uh, World Series MVP Giancarlo Stanton hits five home runs in six games. So I'll, I'll definitely give my World Series MVP to Acuna. As I was saying, I just I think Acuna is gonna he's gonna go he's gonna go crazy that series. Yeah, I uh, I can get that. So pretty similar predictions. This is this has been a bit a longer of an a like, seriously this has been a bit longer of an episode. But I mean. We, I feel like we hit on every quadrant of everything MLB-related. So we're going to get into our two-minute drill for those who haven't watched the previous episodes, which I recommend you go to episodes two and three to listen to it. But uh, two-minute drill, just going to be some rapid-fire questions. Uh, for Noah to answer, I'll set my – let me get my two-minute timer up there. Timer. Um. Uh, Noah, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Clock's running. Uh, rank these guys: Rendon, Arenado, Bregman, Chapman, Donaldson, Ramirez. Arenado, Rendon, Bregman, Chapman, Ramirez. Someone. Donaldson. Donaldson. Uh, Donaldson above Ramirez. Uh, best rotation in baseball. Reds. Uh, favorite player in baseball. Mike Trout. Paddock or Soroka. Soroka. Uh, Hater or Chapman? Hater. Uh, top five players in baseball ranked? Uh, Trout, Bellinger, Yelich, uh, Arenado, Acuna. Uh, Soto or Acuna? Soto. Acuna. Acuna. <laughs> Wander Franco or Gavin Lux? Franco. Uh, let's, uh, sorry. Uh, Mackenzie Gore or Casey Mize? Gore. Uh, uh, David Fletcher or Tommy LaStella? David Fletcher. Favorite stadium in baseball? PNC. Top five starters in baseball? Cole, Verlander, Scherzer, Bueller, um... DeGrom? DeGrom. DeGrom. <laughs> uh, Machado or Harper? Harper. Uh, will the Padres win a World Series in the 2020s? Yes. Uh, favorite uniforms in baseball? Jeez. Uh, Padres. Uh, which ones? Um, the, just like the new ones, the new okay. home and away. Okay, oh. 10 seconds. When will the Tigers return to competing? 2022. Uh, who is the GOAT of baseball? Mike Trout. A minute 57. You got it done. Uh, we got through all of that. Thank you for joining me. Um, and for those listening, thank you for tuning in to this extra long episode. Um, going over all things baseball. Noah, um, good pal of mine. I'll link his, um, Runs an Arizona college football page. I get it. I hate Arizona, but he makes good content for supporting an awful school. So I'll put that down uh, at Arizona CFB, correct? Yep. Um, make sure to check him out. Um, hopefully we might have some collaborations in the future with uh, 
the blog, and I wouldn't be, don't be surprised if you see him back here on the podcast soon. So thank you for joining us, Noah. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Red Shirt Podcast, Episode 4.